And uh, hold on a second. Let me see. How do we do this? Uh, we uh, removed this guy, and now I got to do this thing, and then click left and shift right, and do all of that good stuff. Oh, we'll you figure out a better way to do that for next. I, I hey, got welcome to the show. <laughs> hey man, how you doing? How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's it's been a good week. It's been an exciting week, and today was an exciting day in an exciting week. It it actually it was a very exciting day. It was a, quite a few things going on at the uh, like on top of each other, uh, and you know, like kind of like news wise, there was a um, it was some kind of like a, a I guess like a shindig thing, kind of a press thing going on with uh, one of one of the uh, venues that we work with, and um, Android twelve get drops at the same time, like around the same time, and then you know a little thing kind of landed on a thing that's kind of far away that did something after so many years so that was there was a lot of excitement let's just say this much i mean best of our week do i mean we do we want to start with uh with mars is, is I, I feel like that's that's easily uh, uh in in contention for best uh, of our week i would totally love to be able to start that conversation just to just to kind of see how things are so yes um NASA slash JPL, uh, if you guys are, have not seen it in the news. Uh, well, I, you know, actually, I, I do want to say first, uh, hello to everybody that's in the chat. Aditya, Gary, the fireman are obviously in the, ch in the chat. Uh, Vescos is in the chat. As well. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, always, always uh, appreciate everybody joining us as well. Uh, Mars needs women. Yes, uh, actually, uh, we're working Mars on... Mars needed moms, isn't that... Is, I, is, I think is that was another the thing that I don't know about mars with <laughs> women i don't know gary gary wants to send uh women up there because uh you know when we when the last time we did it what was it called was it um man what was the guy's name the one that was stranded on mars for uh, in that movie martian um oh the Mar uh yeah matt damon. matt damon senior senior damon we need to send moms uh yeah no uh the, the landing of 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 such an amazing like seriously, that's one of the things. And I just realized my overhead camera was on for no apparent reason. Um, that kind of like that that kind of like work is ridiculous. Like if you think about it, right? Like just I was watching a, a a giant robot with a drone <laughs> on it across our solar system, with like landing stuff and 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 you know parachutes and all like automated and you know is just. And then, you know, at, at the end, it's kind of weird. Like I was watching the show and I don't know why my mind went that way. But at the end, once it was celebrating, I was wanting to see if anybody was going to do like some chest bumps and kind of like the last time they did it. Right. <laughs> but they were really high cool. Power. Like the best, yeah, yeah. fist bump, high five. That's the extent of it. Um, that was a really big, exciting event. I was very excited to hear the it was. A, that it was successful. Um, just to see the excitement on them. And of course, everybody on, on you know, uh, the social media and everything like that was following it. Um, but the fact that we can actually, you know, be at home, be stuck, but that at the same time, keep track of something going on on a separate mm -hmm. planet. Um, and that it, it, it's, so it's purely magic the way you think about it, but it, it's automated, right? They're not controlling it. Um, and and they're, they're having to weigh in factors, problems, errors, mistakes. And this just shows the innovation that they're able to do. And, and the folks over at JPL, which surprisingly is actually not that far from where I am, that's the really exciting part about it, is uh, is very, very nice. So I, Right in um, your backyard, just uh, shooting robots up to Mars. Yeah, you know, but they're again, doing that. I feel like for the last year that we've had to, just a completely appropriate name 
for a Martian robot perseverance now on, on Martian soil. And, and, and just like, I, I never want this stuff to feel routine or oh, no, 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 or yeah, pedestrian yeah. because like, just because we're starting to get a little bit better at it, it still doesn't take away from the uh, incredible amount of work, the talent that that it requires, and just what what an amazing example of our various scientific communities coming together to to accomplish something and and yeah. and, and to make it look good. While <laughs> exactly, is, and is they're just, all like sitting there, they're like you know wearing man you know they're just hanging out it's like another day at the office well, what are you doing and, we're landing. and i love the physics of it i mean it's like you know so we can get a little taste of that in some science fiction like in the expanse but like you know there, there what was it? it was like a five minute window where we were sure that perseverance was on martian ground we had no idea no if idea. it landed safely though <laughs> i mean all, all, all the, yeah, yeah the the uh the the way they communicate, I think if I remember from the from the last time they had this, um, there's a seven minute delay if I remember correctly. The last time they they made it an actual episode seven, minute seven minutes, of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seven minutes of terror. The first time uh, that they landed there, they didn't have any input into what's going on, so there was like quiet for seven minutes. And uh, now, obviously, they they had more. I think at one point, if I remember correctly, uh, I saw somewhere where they they kind of lost, like they lost a little bit of communication, and then it came back, and there was like that suspense. It's like natural, you know, movie level suspense. You know, you're at the edge of your seat, but this is real life. You know, this is total IRL, not not you know, not a Scorsese or you know, uh, <laughs> a show. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, and then and, and I think from what I also what we were that what they're trying to do with this mission is also an, a major accomplishment. Um, the uh, the level of, of the the type of work uh, they had a um, so JPL I don't know if you guys are familiar. So I, I, we live here in Southern California, so JPL is a big part of our environment here. Um, they have uh, and this was before the pandemic, by the way, just for reference kind of thing. Uh, they had an event at the actual uh, on lab uh, what they called the lab there and. Uh, they let people come in and they visit. You can buy, you know, you can raffle off tickets and get on. And they showed us a, an actual show talking about what the intention of this mission is, like a part one of three missions that are supposed to basically bring samples back to to Earth for scientists to do some work on them. That that was the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Um, so to see it actually land and now that the mission is starting to go, so like phase one of this Martian sample return, kind of a whatever they, you know, calling it. And uh, and it's going to basically take like little tubes of specimens and drop them on the surface of Mars. And then another mission is going to go to pick it up. And like, seriously, like, well, and, and but, but just how the, the way that this happens. And again, it's like, I was raised on a generation on two gen generations of Star Trek and it mm -hmm. makes space travel seem so safe and so sanitary. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what, what, what's so, what's so critically exciting here is, is not just the conversation. Oh, we're going to get some samples of dirt off of Mars. We're creating the infrastructure to, to travel and bring things back. I mean, just just the amount of work that that requires and how difficult that that is and just how fraught with peril. You know, like, I, I remember like uh, it was a couple of years back. There was that po the company that was going to try and make a one way trip. Mm -hmm. We're going to send oh, yeah, people yeah. to Mars. There's no way we're going to be one able way. to bring you back. Now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Matt I, Damon all the way. Well, but but what I love is, is like, no, that's not OK. You know, the way that we have built our space program, it's not. We're going to send you out there for a suicide mission just to say we could. It's 
we're, we're going to try and create this, this system. We're going to try and close the loop. If we send something out there, we're going to try and get it back. Exactly. And, and, and these are our first steps. These are our first steps into actually taking space travel more seriously and, and considering the human condition along the way and all the things that we'll learn. Every mm -hmm. time we make a leap in the space program, it, it has all of these trickle down benefits for healthcare, for telecommunications, for exactly. education, for for just food, diet and science, you know, like your your body science, like everything is touched by this. And and the investment is is incalculable. The returns that we get on this investment are incalculable. So again, just an exciting day I, for, yeah. for, for someone who is always nerded out about this kind of stuff like seeing rocket launches and seeing robots land and seeing those first photos coming back from another world. It still, it still looks like magic to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that it's just like, like I said, this is, this is fiction. This is science fiction in real life. So that's the exciting part about it. And that fact that again, we're sitting at home, you know, during our day stuff, whatever. And then we're watching this and we're basically getting like live feed of that online and, and everybody yeah. can be basically watching. It didn't matter where you were, as long as you had internet connection and access to type either YouTube, Twitter, whatever. It was broadcasted. You could see it. You could, and, and obviously you felt all, of course, the excitement from everybody. Um, but that, that was kind of like the excitement because for me, it was like literally like that was right after Android 11. Sorry, Android 11, Android 12. Um, <laughs> what year is this? 2020? Uh, yeah, Android oh, 11. Right. It's current year. It's current year. It's uh, Android 11 is back, guys. Uh, it's coming back with a vengeance. Uh, you know, just like 2021 is really just seeming to be another repeat of the catastrophes of 2020, uh, Android 11 is back. <laughs> Android 11, yeah. I mean, in case you didn't get it last time. Well, um, before we, we jump into Android oh. 12 news, um, Aditya Nil is correct. We do need to follow up on on Sony Watch 2021. Yes. So you, you have you have your Xperia? You ready? I have, I have the Xperia, yes. Let's go. This week on Sony Watch, Sony Watch. Has Android 11 made it to the Xperia 1 Mark II? It would be really yeah. exciting if we got Android 12. No, no, nothing. No, no nothing. Sorry. Next oh. week on Sony Xperia Watch, will the Xperia One Mark II get Android 11? While so, I'm, I'm actually looking at flashing a pixel to Android 12. <laughs> so wh while I have you on the line, why not let's do this guy? Okay. <gasps> Wait a minute. Hold on. Where'd you get that? Did you please tell me you didn't buy that? No, 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 no. I, uh, I, I have a, a little bit of. So no, same here. Same. Oh, pro, I, would, I would assume the pro would be like late, late. Well, I know, I know. I'm just like way behind. I am shamelessly plugging in the Android, the Xperia Pro, um, and yeah, that that was my shameless plug. Thank you very much, everybody, and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I am. Uh, I have this unit on loan um, because. Uh, oh right, you're, you're doing a you're doing a project with Sony. That's right. You told me um, about that. I, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, I, but I, I didn't. Mean, have I was about to get like angry, jealous, like because no one called me. But no, no, no. You're doing a no, 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 no. no. I, I'm actually. Yeah, I'm on. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. Uh, I will be part of the uh, the B Alpha show next next week on the twenty eighth. Nice. Um, and uh, Sony was uh, very nice enough. So they want me to talk about the Xperia Pro, and obviously, to be able to talk about it, you have to have it in hand. So it's a 
Short answer no, is no, Q and A. I was I was excited that they hooked it hooked it up with you. I mean, obviously, I'm crazy jealous because I want that phone back in my hands. Um, but again, it's the continuing misadventures of me and Sony PR in that I still shoot on Panasonic. And you do shoot legit on Sony. So it makes way more sense for them to reach out to you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and obviously, you know, I'll be hooking it up to the a7S III. uh, Mm -hmm. That's exactly my point is like they don't want to send it to me and then be like, oh, but here is my Panasonic G9. (laughs) So this Xperia Pro works perfectly with these. It It works great. You don't need to uh, hook it up to a Sony camera. Oh, but no, no, no. So here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. <laughs> Apparently, they're giving out an Alpha 1. Oh, wow. So I just saw this on their website, uh, on, on, the, on the Twitters. Uh, so the Sony Alpha, uh, so, so the Sony Alpha account on Twitter just posted that they're going to be raffling off an actual Alpha 1. Like the, the just brand new one, like $6,500, $7,000, whatever body of a camera will be raffled off to somebody in that show and I'm excluded from that. So I, that was my, at that point I, I just two seconds in, I said, can I switch out? Can I just, can I just switch over to just being an attendant? And you guys call the next guy on the list. And then they started to laugh. Well, let's like, see. Yeah. Hashtag B alpha live online register now to win a Sony alpha. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> See, got one more on the show. We got it done. You you keep hosting this. I'm going to get in line to try and win one of these bad boys here. Gosh, got it. Okay. Because again, I mean, like that would also be, it would be hilarious though, because I I would be the first, I mean, like first in line, just to like point blank, the Alpha One is way more camera than I need. I mean. Oh, heck. Yeah, absolutely. Grotesque over, you know what I would probably do? And this is, this sounds really crappy. If if I were to win an alpha uh, an alpha A one, I would probably sell it to get an A seven S three in a lens, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have some money. Well, no, actually, if you think about it, that's about the price no, between the body. I'd, yeah, because I'd really want to go like, well, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, I'd really want to go sort of like high end the twenty four seventy. Um, that you know, just take it above and beyond all there, of that. There. No, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, Sony glass is crazy expensive. So, like seriously, it, it, yeah. it, it, it blew my mind again. Like, you know, this, you rationally know it. micro four thirds. I, I like mm-hmm. my micro four thirds cameras. They're, they're totally capable cameras, but yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm comparing back and forth. I've got a pretty decent 16 millimeter F 1.4. It's the Sigma, nice. the, the really fancy Sigma lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's roughly the, uh, the sort of field of view that you'd get on like a 35 millimeter uh, full frame camera. So I compare that to the a7S III on a 35 millimeter lens mm. at f2.8, and the depth of field is still shallower on the full frame than on my f1.4. I mean, the amount of glass you need to pull off and, of, and, an and f1.4 aperture. Yeah, I was going to say. And you so it's the, one of the biggest micro four thirds lenses I own, and it's a prime. Just. Yep get like my brain just kinks that little bit so like if, if i were rocking a 2470 f2.8 f2. i'd be i'd be good I, i'd be fine in in the gadget lab absolutely no no i i know I, and i like i said once i went when i when i started to see the benefit between the two because i i have the a7 III that i've used as a secondary camera and whenever i've gone to shows and events and used it i have loved the the quality of the video that comes out of it so much 
that I wanted to figure out a way to make it work. I wanted it to become a functional, uh, you know, a camera for me, uh, but I just couldn't get it to 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 run the way I wanted. And it, and the the system wasn't running right. And just when the A7S III came out, I was like, this is a godsend. This has to happen. And and luckily, uh, you know, I, I did I did sell it at a little bit of a loss, but I did you know I sold off my my GH5 and, and lenses and did the move and I'm, it's good. So at some point, yeah, I, I wish you the best of luck, my friend, if you win, cause I can't win it. I'll be, I'll be, you know, I, it would be funny if, you know, they'd be like, Oh, TK, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, your, your a one will be in the mail. Okay. Thank you. Bye. I'll be like, yes. Uh, but I, you're, I am very, you're, you're probably hearing me typing a little bit cause I'm, I'm filling out my, my event registration right now. Just make sure you say who referred you Just say, uh, TK, TK Tech Bay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so that's happening next Saturday, uh, next Sunday. Sorry, I think it's the 20th is a Sunday. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, I I highly recommend you guys uh, registering and checking out the uh, the event. It's a very nice show. Um, I'm uh, from what I understand, I'm going to be basically about a 30 minute uh, Q and A session going on with the Xperia Pro, uh, this Xperia Pro. And by the way, this is actually a, a production style. This picks up uh, standard uh, 4G uh, 4G on uh, Verizon. It's not just right. uh, UW. So I was like, yes, oh, I mean, you mean the the sub six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm able no, to pick the up five G. The five. That's well, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Uh, that was like my biggest thing with the with the original unit that we worked on. Um, I felt like the it limited my function of being able to test it out in my area. That I had to go to Santa Monica to truly be able to test out the full functions of it. Yeah. Um, and it's actually pretty decent, uh, pretty decent on it. And um, I'm, since I have it for about a week or so, um, I have like a few videos that are back to back that this week is just literally like stacked with videos mm-hmm. uh, that uh, probably next week I'll probably, you know, focus on that a little bit uh, leading up to Sunday. And um, yeah, you know. So when when you fired that up, have you tried like a, like a T-Mobile or a Google Fi SIM or anything like that? Are you getting sub six on other carriers? Uh, I didn't actually try to switch SIMs. Uh, a while back, I got a thing from Verizon telling us not to replace SIM cards in their phones. Uh, so exactly. I wasn't sure. But Well, uh, and especially before the event, if you want it working, you probably don't want to mess with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was my only thing, because otherwise they'll have to send me another unit again. Uh, last time, I don't know if you guys knew that, but um, the last time when Juan and I had a chance to uh, re, you know take a look at the uh, Xperia Pros, uh, I ended up having a bad unit. My first unit was non-functional. Uh, it would... Uh, like it would connect to 4G and all of that good stuff, but from a sense of you know video input, it was just not working and it wasn't recognizing anything. So they had to send me a second unit, and that cut down on my time of actually having a the device before the video started. Like there's there's only so much like rear casing B roll you can shoot. I know. Trying to it's figure like, out how to use the phone. Ah, uh, you know, like uh, the. You know what I'll do is I'll do another one of those like panning and tracking the, shots. But that's that's yeah. like the Microsoft show, right? Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, what is this? Oh, here you go. I this is the part I love much. that. No, no, look, the, the autofocus. Yes. Is, it's so fancy. I get it. And Panasonic autofocus can't do anything. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> Actually, I, what I'm really excited though, is to catch your, catch your, um, the, 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 the panel that you're going to be, you're, you're going to be yeah. running. You're going to be a part of, um, before the pandemic, when the Xperia one was out, um, I remember I you made it to the show. I couldn't make it. At the Sammy cameras and and like the the people that they had talking about like content creation and film production and and moving back and forth like here we've got a Sony Venice camera and here we've got a phone that also reproduces the color science of a Venice camera pretty accurately and you're like that's that's insane 
Um, so that their their conversation really does strike more pro. Um, I, I'm hoping that we'll we'll get one of these in person the end of this year, hopefully early next year. Um, I hope because so. when when Sony talks optics and when they talk about photography and they talk about um, video, it's it's a legit conversation. It doesn't feel like you know. Well, if you install a third person, uh, third party app, you can get control over your shutter speed. I mean, it's like it, 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 <laughs> no, it, no, no. It, they at least take that that audience a bit more seriously than just maybe a vlogger might want to use this. Have you seen the vlogs? Have you done vlogging? That's that's the nifty thing. It's it's I, I it, would it, be it I wouldn't be surprised somebody that. actually goes up and say so. Great camera does really good things, but how is it at vlogging? Uh, <laughs> uh, when is Sony gonna get after that front-facing camera so that I can I can video chat better? You know, like, yeah, uh, we don't. I want AR. Emo- I want AR emojis. That's what I want. Uh, I am interested. You glue so I, 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 a mirror to the back of your phone. You'll use the good camera because we're Sony. Or you could just totally geek out the way I did and hook up an, uh, an Xperia Pro to an Xperia Pro <laughs> with an HDMI and input to it. Because that's, you know. You just put it into like an infinite loop. Like it, instead it, of Inception, it's, it's Xperia it, Pro-ception. Totally. It, why, why, it. Not, why not just double down on a $5,000 Xperia <laughs> Pro set camera setup and go total mobiles? You know, don't even have to worry about it. Just run it, circle it, go. Do it. That's That's so... I can't. It's so ridiculously unnecessarily cool. Absolutely, it is. That's why I did it. I was like, there is no point. There's no reason nobody would ever do this on land. There, and I felt like even though I had a broken one, it didn't do the input, but it did output very fine out of the USB C. So I'm like, run that to the Hmm. second. Run it as as a setup. So that's the exciting part. I'm looking forward to the end of February on that part, and time is closely, very quickly coming close to that. but yes, you said you were going to be, did you start, did you download uh, Android 12 or are you, are you doing it? Oh, so here's, here's what's messed up. I don't want to use my 4XL because I'm going to be going back to look at Android 11 performance. I kind of want to do a longer term follow-up. So I don't want to be on the beta for that. And also I, I really just like keeping my Pixel 5 as a backup phone. Oh, so, it, I, so it, I, I didn't even do it on my Pixel 5. Yeah, I wanted my Pixel 5. This an thing. expensive yeah. phone to talk about as being my weekender, but for all the time that I spend with my chunk of a V60, it's just so refreshing popping Dude. over to the Pixel 5 and just running that. It's so, Absolute beauty. so easy, um, especially like hit, hitting a grocery store because even the, the, the thumbprint scanner using smart lock and having to swipe on the screen like – Pixel 5 is just so, so much better for that. So I'm going to fire it up on a Pixel 4a. Oh, um, same here. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I haven't fired up my 4a in a while. So oh. right now it's updating um, the, the last two updates on uh, Android February, 11. Yeah. To, yeah, I think February 5th was the last Pixel update that we got. And I've got to get it to that point first, and then I'll be able to start. So I'm hoping... Um, I like the Big Chungus V60. Big Chungus V60. <laughs> oh, that phone is a tank of a beast of a monster of a phone. Exactly. My, my my issues with the the Panasonics we're going to be talking about. But no, um, I'm really looking forward... Uh, uh, from the start of 5G and the transition mm. from Android 10 to Android 11... I don't see a lot that's going to wow consumers. I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't think yeah. anything is going to come so sexy, so impressive. Oh my gosh, my phone does something that I never thought it could possibly do. 
I am getting so silly stoked mm-hmm. for these under the hood improvements. I really want to see how far Google can take Project Mainline over the course of this next generation. Mm-hmm. See if we can kind of clean up some of those disparities. I, I I don't know about your phones, but I know mine have been getting Google Play updates way more aggressively. A lot. It's surprising lot how they're, they're very much leveraging Google Play updates now over update uh, OS updates, which I really feel like that's the future that they're trying to shoot to move forward with is literally leveraging, you know, core app, core experiences updates through the Play Store, which in a weird way, if you think about it, even it makes the Play Store even more important as a, as a factor of having GMS on your devices. So I understand the power play they're doing. Obviously, it's 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 a it's a one way ticket, just basically making us very dependent on it. But I like the incremental updates, and yes, uh, I even see uh, on our TickWatch. If you I don't know if you, how many off how often you see, we get more Google Play Store updates on the TickWatch than we get as far as like I'm still waiting like you are for MR2. Um, after our last conversation, I actually switched back to the uh, to the TickWatch because I was using the Samsung Watch for for a couple of weeks. But tell me that last little system update. Dude, it's so much nicer. This watch, I, I have not been surprised as much with, about a smartwatch like I have with this one. And every time we get an update, every time they put in anything, it's just consistent. And I get a, a solid two, two to two and a half days, depending on how many how many exercises I do. In I, the can, I can get three full days, not three full days and nights, but yeah. like two days and nights and a day mm-hmm. consistently um, on a single charge. Oh yeah, so I, I get a solid forty-eight. Uh, but the, uh, the if I'm working out, like if I if there's a workout, so essentially like running weights and all of that stuff, because I, I like to track my activities and I launch those. Oh, for sure, me too. And that tends to, to eat up a little bit more on the battery, but a, um, a little bit more. But now because I'm breaking in the Mobvoi treadmill, how do you like so that? It, it's okay. I need to I need to figure out how to adjust and uh, and oil it properly because the instruction sheet that i got all of the images were yeah. un, un, un like just none of the images came out like you can kind of see like sort of the ghosty foggy shape of a treadmill but i can't see what they're doing mm-hmm. in the instructions so it, it's a terrible printout um so i i need to dig into that it is so handy having something that i can just like shove under a couch mm-hmm. and then pop it back up and just get some walking done with, without having to like get all fully set up to go outside. So because Absolutely. of that, and, and I was hitting my exercise bike a little harder because I'm not hitting the GPS. Mm-hmm. The yep. watch battery is still holding on two, two and a half days. I mean, like you know, 50 some odd, odd hours of actual runtime. It's, it's incredible. Um, it's that hybrid uh, that hybrid display tech that they have. It's really nice. It's it really saves the power whenever, unless you want it to turn on, you don't actually activate it, and it stays on into that hybrid into the top layer display. Mm-hmm. So I really like it. And um, my only thing, honestly, I would have wished is that the uh, the treadmill doesn't connect to the app. That was my only thing. I'm like, why can't we just get the treadmill like get some metrics running into the app right. and make it part of the tick watch? But uh, did you hook up your Bluetooth speaker yet? No, I haven't. And again, because okay. like when when I work out, I'm usually because it's living room and Marie's oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. workspace okay. is just right off the hallway now. So 
I, that's actually not something I'm, I'm really going to test. Like I'm going to fire it up just to see how it works, but it's not really something I'm going to use because I, I only, the only time I set it up for the speaker uh, is for my son on his tablet. So that works best for us. Cause I don't want him to have headphones and wires and all the stuff. Sure. So he puts his tablet on there. He hooks it up to the speaker and it's actually loud enough that you can actually hear it very nicely. I mean, even though it's a mono speaker, but you mm-hmm. know, I like the I, I like the little touches. The remote works really nice, um, and like you said, Stowaway is a breeze. It's not heavy. It's built very nicely, and you are actually like literally like ninety five, ninety six percent assembled. If you don't want to put the arms, you're ready to go. Just take yeah. it out, plug it in, and go. So, um, yeah, just the the whole sort of side update experience. Mm-hmm. Um, across Google, like I, I think this is where we could say Google deserves sort of a most improved award, but mm-hmm. especially as it pertains to Android 12, um, this this is coming directly from the Android developers Google blog. Uh, we're continuing to expand our investment in Google Play system updates, project mainline to give apps a more consistent, secure environment across devices. In Android 12, we've added the Android runtime module. Those updates are not going to be OTAs anymore. I mean, well, I mean, they're going to be Google Play system OTAs. They're not going to be wrapped up in your manufacturer's ROMs anymore. Um, This lets us push updates to the core runtime and libraries on devices running Android 12. We can improve runtime performance and correctness, manage memory more efficiently, make online operations faster, all without requiring a full system system update. And we've also expanded the functionality of existing modules. Uh, for example, we're delivering our compatible media transcoding feature inside an updatable module. So that's so, another one of the the Android 12 updates is transcoding for different phones, supporting different video and photo. So trans- transcoding, transcoding when you're actually exporting data from your phone. So now whenever you plug in your device into the smart, like into your PC with a USB-C, so you see basically, you know, file manager or file uh, access or, you know, charging, whatever. And at the bottom is a transcoding option for media transfer. So, yeah. Which is handy. And when updates come to that, it's mm -hmm. not going to be manufacturer dependent. So, uh, again, as long as as they don't fiddle with it too much, we have to remember this this is the vanilla. This is the base of the cake, right? What we're looking at right now is the flavor that everybody's going to be playing with and they're going to be making their own version of the ice cream cake. There will definitely be um, uh, variations on a theme. Um, But what what I think we've seen is I feel like there's been sort of a manufacturer's reluctance to get Mm -hmm. too in the way of some of these policies. And also, I mean, like whether or not you you're concerned about antitrust and the EU's policy on Google's app store, um, you know, if, if you try to get in the way of mainline, then you just don't get access to Google Play services. Um, yeah, you know, like moving forward, every device, isn't it like every device moving forward, Android 11 installed natively has to support this more. Um, I, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was Android after March. I think it was after March that every every device, any new device release has to have Android 11's uh, implementation of, I think was it was, uh, it had to be Android 11. I don't think it was Android 10. I think it was with Android 11. I think, I think it, well, and again, what we're talking about with mainline, I believe yep. is starting this year with devices launching with Android and I think 11 it was, pre-installed. Yeah, exactly. So, and that was after March of this year. So there's a little, little bit of a, I think it was beginning of next month. So, um, 
you you can try and fight the policy as much as you want, or you can try and make your own sort of unique flavor of Android. But those components that we're really excited about getting security updates, you know, bug fixes, mm -hmm. the core underlying skeletal framework of Android, more and more, I want this to look more like Windows. I want it to look more like iOS. I want it to look more like, you know, the direct software coming from the company that legit makes the the operating system that we're all kind of pinning everything to so yeah. again i don't think anything that i've seen so far in in the messaging on android 12 in this very very early developer preview is super consumer facing yeah. exciting all of this is phenomenally more exciting on the nerd the, quality of life it, it, back end stuff Hence why the whole, it's, that's, this is why obviously it's called a developer preview. This is why they're not giving it access to everybody. Mm -hmm. Installing it is not an easy, you know, check a box saying I'd like to check, you know, opt into a, a beta. Um, and I think it's the exciting, which is, which is really hard kind of also to show on video because you're like, well, okay, so trust me when I tell you, there's a lot of cool things going on, but the, you know, the interface, the, the UI, UX interface uh, changes that we're looking at right now are very minor. Um, and surprisingly, quite a, quite a few of the options that they en enabled or at least are, are looking to include in Android 12 are not enabled or even accessible by default. You'd have to have root or even yeah. ADD access. Um, yep. Like the whole UI element that they're, they're trying to, and I, I, I don't know, I don't want to call it like yeah, one UI, but this whole smooth UX mm -hmm. the smooth, uh, the, the smooth uh, home, I, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, I think. I have it on my note. Oh, Silky Home. My mistake. The Silky Home. That's so much worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> silky Smooth, Silky Home, Silky Android 12. Um, don't know why. Oh, I went with the, with that, that makes me want to like go wash my hands or something. I know. <laughs> I know. The Silky Home. Um, it's like it, saying it, something's moist. It's such a uh, gross word. Yeah, I know. It, well, even specifically the way you said the word moist. <laughs> I can't say it because, <laughs> like, oh, that word. Uh, yeah, it just starts. Uh, Rolando's in the chat as well. Uh, <laughs> and Gary, everybody's fired up with us. Um, really, uh, oh, uh, there's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of uh, you know, everybody's just hanging out with us, kicking it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Like I said, uh, I think the 4A is a perfect device to test this out on. Um, the only powerful. thing that bugs me about pixels is if I do want to try and show something on Android 12, I can't do screen recording as well with the capture card because oh, pixels no, no don't have video export. out. So yeah, no, no, no video out. It's, it's one of those, and I tested it out and I was like, maybe thinking, oh, maybe, maybe in the developer preview, we'll get access. No, no, there's nothing. I think it's, it's hardware disabled, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think it's a, it's a it, it's, software. It's always going to be, again, because I can't, I can't, someone who I would really think would do well with the Pixel, I'm mm -hmm. not too bothered that they don't have HDMI output on their phones. But as someone who likes to show off, it, it's always going to be the the critical, like that, that little pebble in my shoe. Like I, I want to see this this kind of support. I want to be able to do like a desktop mode. I want to. I don't know. It, it's it's always going to be a bummer. I, th but those are the things I was checking. I wanted to check out. I wanted to see if there was any improvements in that experience. Is mm -hmm. there any new development in that? Because uh, that was one thing. I mean, there's a lot of optimizations for rollables, foldables, um, Android. You know, uh, other ecosystems other than just Android the way we normally use it. Um, but it, short answer. From the early developer preview, at least in the timeline, they also gave us a timeline, which is very interesting. We know there's going to be three developer previews, 
four betas and then a release sometime after August, which I'm expecting to be around the Pixel 6 uh, launch. Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever, whatever they end up being Pixel 6. Uh, but so far, it looks pretty good. It actually surprisingly hasn't been crashing as much as the uh, the developer preview one from Android 11 did. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite stable, but it could also be because I, uh, well, by, by unlocking our bootloader automatically, we lose all of our data. So by default, I'm actually starting fresh. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't normally have my pixels unlocked. Uh, uh, OnePlus devices more so than pixels. I typically mm-hmm. unlock the bootloader on OnePlus just for the sake of in case I want to root without having to lose my data. Uh, but that was nice. Well, but I'll be curious to see though, because um, you know, like the the jump from Android nine to Android ten didn't feel like a humongous jump, but there was a mm-hmm. lot of stuff under in the background that did seem to affect performance on older devices. Uh, Same yes. thing. There was Android, a, 10 was to Android a, eleven. Uh, we've seen yeah. a lot of teething pains. Um, Pixels Always. have obviously weathered it the best, but you know, some early chug on Samsung and OnePlus devices. You know, pushing through on this. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see, like if this is a bit more of a refining and then sort of an under the hood update that hopefully Android 11 to Android 12 doesn't represent as much um, sort of radical architecture underpinning changes that will affect the performance. Meaning you're hoping not not to see a short short amount of time where the performance dips down uh, once you go to the next version of Android as opposed to where you're anticipating performance improvements. or, Or just like if we get a developer preview that, that runs uh, more stable, mm-hmm. then hopefully that means that the upgrade process is going to be a little less intense for devices that are currently on Android yeah, 11. It, but it, and if history actually kind of plays it out, hopefully in the in the same manner as we've seen in the past, typically by the time where the first developer, the first beta releases on the public beta, OnePlus is typically very close right after that, releasing their first mm-hmm. developer preview of their next version of Android. So uh, we should be able to start seeing some inkling of what's going on, what's going to happen with OnePlus at least. I can't for speak sure. for Samsung because Samsung typically takes for a long time, especially when it comes down to first version or like, you know, official versions. Sure. Yeah. So uh, short answer if you'd like to check it out, if you have an extra device that you'd like to check it out, definitely don't do this on your primary de- device. You will there's a lot of uh, things to go through, and it's hard to just keep your data. Uh, Pixel devices are supported, of course. All the way, I think that the Pixel three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So if you have a three, three XL, four, four A, four XL, four A five G, there's a lot of uh, that's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But again, exciting, uh, cool things. The Leaks, though, that we saw last week, that potential leak images that we saw last week, uh, mm-hmm. apparently did not turn out to be part of this yet. That was the surprising part for me. Well, it was but a- again, this this early stage of a developer preview is very is very rarely the UX, UI, big consumer facing oh, changes. No, 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 absolutely. So much of this is like API level stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And so for that being said, anyways, uh, we will hopefully maybe we can reconvene in about a week um, and and maybe uh, see what you thought. You know, check it out. I'm I'm curious to see how some of these media um, proposed media updates happen. Um, The Android is going to be picking up that Sony trick where native to Android, it's going to be the vibration motor uh, augmentation for, for content. Um, baked directly into Android is going to be a new profile for uh, multi-channel audio for spatial uh, spatial applications. Oh, so that yeah, should also that give Apple a decent run for their money. Um, I, I, I like what they're talking about. I'd be curious to see how this plays out on mid-ranger and older devices. But 
um, their, their, their description of how notifications take you into apps and how the phone is going to be dedicating performance and resources to getting you from notification to that app faster mm -hmm. could be really interesting, but I'll be curious to see how that actually plays out on more mid-ranger hardware. Mid you know, when, when a device when might they, already be it. dealing with a, a more aggressive manufacturer's skin. And there's a different protocol from Google for getting you into a third-party service from a notification. That's where I always get worried that like Google's version of this on a Pixel is gonna is gonna run like butter. Mm -hmm. uh, Samsung A50 is gonna chug. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely um, it's it's gonna have its own challenges. And like you said, we're we're a little bit early. The the other concern that we're looking at obviously is when will devices get Android 12? Because at the uh, reality <laughs> of the matter is, there's a lot of. I mean, I I posted a video maybe a few hours earlier. We're under two percent for Android 11. I mean, we I haven't broken two percent yet. People are still waiting for Android 11. And uh, like when I'm thinking about OnePlus and stuff like that, OnePlus released their Nords with Android uh, 10, not 11. So, and they only give you a one, one version upgrade. So Nord realistically is trying to catch up to that one extra update that they're going to get because they just pushed out a, uh, I think it was a security patch update. But, you know, so we'll have to see how how mid-rangers perform with that when we start seeing devices come out with it. So we're, lo we're looking, obviously, at 2022. We're not really looking... Uh, I would probably wouldn't be imagining seeing a mid-ranger with Android 12 till at least maybe Q1, end of Q1, maybe Q2 of 22, because well, that's and, when probably... And, and, and I would ask if, if anyone has a prediction in the comments. My, my prediction yeah. is we'll see a purpose-built Android 12 mid-ranger before we see any mid-rangers get updated from Android 11. Ab to Android oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It, it More than... Yeah, I, I'm willing to put money on that. That that is for sure, because yeah, the reality is going to be a dozen Nokia launches, and I won't be able to keep up with any of them. <laughs> uh, between Nokia and Xiaomi, the the, the frequency that Xiaomi puts out devices, uh, and, and surprisingly, the the Mi 11 is still still surprising me. I'm loving it, uh, even though I don't get 5G on it on the in the US, it still works really nice, and. Um, and I oh speaking of which I am I, I will be putting the S twenty one in the mail tomorrow. Oh okay. I'm I'm bad at this. I'm bad at this. No, I just no it, took, it took me a few days and um, I, I I'm I'm going through this like slate of lifestyle tech. So I, I'm absolutely. I'll I'll be stoked to play with the S twenty one and tell everybody why they shouldn't buy it because Samsung. <laughs> okay. um, but it's uh, no I I, I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah I, I'm still no I, I want to see what you think as well. A video on that router. I really want to cover the treadmill. Um, I, I, just I, 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 I didn't, didn't pull the trigger on the router, by the way. I, I know you were going to ask me at some point, but I, I want to. Yeah. I'll be honest with you right now. Over there, I just got um, Me Audio sent me over a little care package with their Pinnacles, um, some a nice. gaming headset for Lex. Oh, so oh yeah, a sound limiting headset. Cool. Yeah. A, a little uh, volume controlled headset, and then also um, there have been a few products like this. Uh, I like the way they're implementing theirs. So it's a little puck and it connects to like a toss link or an optical cable on your okay. TV. And it sends out a, a super low latency Bluetooth signal to a pair of Bluetooth cans that you connect. And oh, nice. it doesn't, it gets weird if you have a sound bar, but if you're just connecting directly through the TV and the TV has its own speakers, you, you set up your own discrete 
audio channel because TVs don't have this newest version of Bluetooth implemented just yet. Oh, no, no, no. So you can have independent volume control to a specific designated pair of headsets or to the TV's built-in speakers. So especially if you have someone in your household who's maybe a little hard of hearing and they need to have like the speakers cranked all the way and everyone else in the house can't listen to the TV because it's way too loud. Exactly. Um, This has been the best iteration of this idea that I've played with yet. And it's not that expensive. It's like a $50 puck. And and all it does is you can connect to the optical out or just connect to the optical on your TV. And then you can hook up a pair of, of head, uh, a pair of headsets. So if you know, like you and your your loved one want independent volume controls, you just go to your headset and you go and then you're good. Um, and the TV still, uh, the TV speakers still work independently of that. So, I mean, like I've been in this, like, like, Oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. We were both on the embargo for this new Panasonic. So we had to knock out that video. I'm fine. if Samsung kind of take the backseat to (laughs) all of the other tech that's going on right now. Oh, dude. Speaking of the Panasonic though, come on Hulkbuster type of, I, you know, the, so when I first saw the, the tough book 33, I was I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect because the last time we looked at one of their PCs, right? It was a very modular PC, right? It was a very different experience than what the Toughbook 33 is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it this is I mean, like I really think like Hulkbuster is truly like the term to describe this piece of like because it's like there's like an Iron Man armor in another armor on and top then... of an armor, and there's a clamp that clamps closer so you can actually protect yourself on both sides. And every port has a clamp. And I'm like, uh, seriously, the amount of detailed work that was done in this in the refresh and um, the design itself, even if you just want to use it by like if you take out that because it's a two in one, right? Um, it still has a lot of ports, it still has so much functionality. Um, and this wasn't even the high-end model and it ran buttery smooth. There was like no question that, you know, this could literally handle anything you throw at it. Um, but it's a tough book. It's tough. And have you noticed that have you, I mean, my question would be probably to a lot of people, if you guys ever gone out and you've seen people working in the field, like EMTs, fire department, police officers, um, or even if you've gone to like, for me, when I go to in and out, okay, this is, I know it's like a weird thing. <laughs> The the guys over or the guys and girl the guys and gals at In and Out when you, they take the, take our order because uh, they don't wait for us to come up to the window they walk up the line for us mm-hmm. they're holding tough books yep they're holding it like dude <laughs> I look at that and so once I started re- looking at their PCs and stuff I start recognizing the tech and I'm like that makes sense that's the hardware that you and like God forbid something like oops I dropped it. That tablet is like the top part of the PC is rated for a five foot drop. Mm-hmm. Phones aren't rated for five foot drops. Let's just say that. The, yeah, it, it's a it's a tank <laughs> outside of California. <laughs> uh, California and Nevada. Just make sure because you remember Nevada has in and out. Cheers. Uh, there's there's isn't there one in Colorado now too? Isn't they, there? Oh, that's right. That massive uh, backup. Remember when that when that one opened up in Colorado? There was like a massive backup of people, like as if, you know, they discovered like something like we've never had burgers before. This is the first time we've had burgers. Um, <laughs> we have Colorado, never enjoyed a, a cheeseburger. I I love me some bison, some good bison burgers in, in Colorado. That's one thing I love about Colorado. They have a lot of good good bison meat there. Um, so yeah, you're right. Colorado on top of onto that list, but. 
Um, what I mean, I, I guess we both put out some videos. We had a slightly different approach to it. Um, mm -hmm. I decided to film my introduction on it. You know, go go figure. <laughs> Um, but what are, what are your impressions? I guess, you know, you had it about the same amount of time I think I had, uh, I had it. So it's kind of. So it, I, again, it's, um, in, in, uh, in, and I've got it pulled up if you want to share. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Please. Sorry. I, I did we, not we can see. have another visual, um, visual aid. Ooh, look at um, that. So, so first of all, I just want to throw a shout out. All of my outdoor B-roll was shot on, um, Grass? My, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was shot. Uh, I was on grass. Um, no, it was shot on my LG wing. Um, so all of the outdoor photography um, was coming from my little LG. It did a really good job catching the wing. The oh, dude, definitely the gimbal mode on that thing is really nice. It was really cool. Um, so uh, Panasonic, it's um, it, it's it's a uh, it's a little slice of incredible just how overbuilt all of this is. And how I know I don't need it, but I really want to have more of these kinds of features uh, kind of packed in in some more mainstream consumer devices. Like if you search for rugged laptops, there's a whole line of Dells. Um, oh, uh, Dell is is one of the the the, the main competitors to Panasonic in this space. Although I, I think Panasonic has sort of the the momentum of uh, of their brand reputation for so long supplying this niche. Um, but we, we don't get to, to, by the way, I, I did, this, stuff. this part of your video was the amazing part. The puns with the video. I saw that. Yeah. My favorite was, was the steamroller. I was like, how should I depict a steamroller? Oh, right. Austin powers. Okay. Um, no, it, it's, um, it, we, we search for rugged laptop and there are a couple Chromebooks that are mm -hmm. more student proof. Yeah. And then there's also a there's an Acer that that is oh. got covered ports. It's around a thousand dollars for your sort of entry level Core i five model, um, and it's it's mildly sort of rain resistant, but it's not really. I mean, I think it's rated like IP fifty three. Someone's gonna have to correct me on that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, for a thousand dollars, like uh... that's not bad. It, it it's it's yeah. In playing with the Panasonic, I desperately want easily hot swappable and replaceable batteries. I want those, those really great locking port covers that are easy to pop open. Even if like you might be wearing gloves, um, all of and they're meant for that. They're meant for that. They, they're meant oh, yeah. to be you know, when you're wearing actual. Yeah. Oh, totally. All of those little considerations that kind of add up to being this, this monster of a system that it kind of outperforms the individual parts that we would normally turn to in a laptop review. Oh, I mean, who would spend this much on a Core i5? And you're like, that's, it, it's it's not just this one conversation about processing power. It's, it's I've been on location shoots. I've been out in the desert to shoot movies. I've, I've been on hiking trails where I needed some kind of compute power. And I would have gladly traded, you know, some of the gaming performance of a laptop to have something that was, that that was better brightness level, better speakers, better cameras. Yeah. There's a lot of other things that I that I think that was the reason why I did the intro on it. I wanted to kind of show that you they've done shoot, some. You could shoot video of it out 
in bright California light with the screen on and see the screen and see the screen. That, that is a big, <laughs> that's a very big difference between that and whatever laptop that, because I got a comment. Somebody mentioned to me that, you know, like, oh, I, you don't really need this. I'm a professional. I do all that. I realized I said, you know, this is not for everybody. This is intended for, it's a niche type of product, right? It's, it's intended for a specific audience. It's for a fleet for companies to be deployed, but if you are, like you said, in this situation, you're outdoors, you're, you are an outdoorsy type of person. Mm-hmm. That's the type of hardware you want. Uh, you so want to be I was glad. To- I got a couple yeah. people like you saying like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, like for the military, I guess. I got a couple people that were saying like, hey, I, I bought a refurbed CF-53 or a, a 55 and I got it five years ago and I'm still able to find parts for it and I'm still yeah. able to find batteries for it. And I've been able to keep it running. And these things last forever. And so one person even said, like, uh, he shot me a private message. And he was like, I, I had to clean out the fan. Uh, but my 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 tough book is now almost 10 years old. And I still take it out because it's the machine. There, so, there, I, I got that last year as well. Uh, there was quite a few people that we, you know, in the market of buying, like, secondhand and, and used hardware. Uh, but it's it's the longevity that that Panasonic puts into it. It's the fact that they um, they work at making sure that the parts for their computers are available and that they're sourced in a, in a manner where they're able to keep using them or providing replacement parts for up to ten years, like you said. For and that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Uh, that's but that also I, means you've got to front load some cost. I mean, that's oh, why yeah. a, a tough book, brand new, right out the gate is a significantly uh, spendier investment than like a really nice gaming laptop. But it's it's because you're going into that saying, I have an expectation. I have an expectation that this machine is going to go two to three times longer than Mm -hmm. this gaming laptop investment in much more challenging conditions. And when when you see a a product that's kind of purpose built with that, with a philosophy, with an ideology for that, um, it's exciting because I feel I like we get so caught up in this consumery disposable electronics conversation that we forget that, you know, making the thinnest, cheapest, most portable laptop is one kind of convenience, but it also represents its own compromise. Uh, and absolutely. replacing a laptop every couple of years because you can't do anything with it or you can't fix it or you can't upgrade it um, is, is, is a kind of compromise that, so here's the other one I was talking about. There's the Acer um, Enduro. That's that's what it's called. So anyway, um, I'm just always well, taking about a thousand dollars. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, actually, maybe a little closer to eleven hundred. But I'm I'm always taken with Panasonic gear just because it, it, it's such a unique um, it, it's such a unique ideology. It's such a unique philosophy to make a piece of electronics that I wish we had more of in the consumer space. I, I, I wish we had access to this at, you know, maybe not as overbuilt, maybe not as military grade, but incorporating some of these ideas at like the $2,500 price range mm-hmm. could also be, it could also be really exciting. I'd, I'd, Dude, I'd really I, enjoy that. I, I love the fact that they listen to their user base, that the updates that they've done here is not just a generational upgrade, but it was also inputs from users like the fact that they actually put thought into the cameras on this because they realize people yeah. like to like the, like they realize people shoot video with these things well, and, or, and, and, and they're not they, they wanted to i mean that that's actually now become such a such a driving force in mobility for industrial exactly. use is, is exactly having, on and, the and, field and, 
and and being able to have I mean, it has three sensors right there's the top mm-hmm. cameras there's the QR code at the top and we're we're showing the replaceable batteries I think somebody yeah. was asking uh, Vasikos was asking about hot swappable he- definitely sexy hot swappable batteries just to be able to, you know it's, it's I know it's foreign I don't we don't know about this with smartphones they don't have replaceable <laughs> batteries this has not only hot swappable batteries but the batteries that we had in the in the review units that we were uh, checking out um, or the standard model they have extended batteries so if, imagine that there there is additional options we had the um, little batteries and I know we had really and well were, long-lived uh, absolutely uh I, my favorite way of using it, by the way, was to take out the tablet, switch it out the other way, close it, clamp down mm-hmm. with the keyboard attached to it because I get to still have access to all of the ports because the SD card was on the keyboard. That was the reality of what I was trying to say. Uh, I was trying to use, like, basically, I would choose some video, take the SD card, put it in there, transfer it in, or take content off the ta- laptop and stuff like that. So um, it, it, it's exciting. Like I said, it's very nice to see what Panasonic is doing and what they're trying to innovate and move forward. Uh, it is a business type of a, a purchase. I, I didn't even, I couldn't even get a price from them on my end when I was trying to ask. I was like, how much? And they're like, this is a B two B product. This, you know, they can they can try to purchase it for their companies, and it's right there. You can see it right there in the picture. It, it's a it's a beautiful piece of hardware, uh, and and you, and you're coincidentally wearing the same hat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not it's a purse. Jam. It's not a purse. It's definitely not a purse, right? Well, it, but but I mean, like, um, we we can look at what like the previous generation thirty three. Uh, the tablet just by itself was roughly thirty four, thirty three hundred dollars, and sense, yeah. um, th- this is going to be this is just the initial launch on on this refresh for the thirty three. So, mm-hmm. um, I I don't feel like there's any retail channel just yet. This is like it's probably going to be set up with law enforcement in the military first. And once oh, a generation absolutely. of it is has been sold to those channels, then I think we'll start seeing it open up for anyone who might like any civilian who might just want to buy it on their own. I'd be very surprised if this tablet started at under uh, $39.99. I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. I, I kind of feel it. like it's going to start there and then the keyboard dock is going to go higher from there. Oh, and, and speaking of the keyboard dock, there was actually apparently three different docks. We didn't get a chance to play with the other two, but the uh, the one we have obviously is the most, let's say, ruggedized from the way they explain it. And then they said they have another one that's more rubberized, but much better sealing uh, for any kind of liquids or any issues kind of like for outdoors. Yeah, I was asking and- them about that because the one that we have has that redesigned port cover for uh, the charge, uh, the barrel charger. Yeah. And yeah. it does not look as splash resistant as the last generation of the 33 which had the normal like click pop out cover as yeah. opposed to the slide cover so this that, one that to me is the one like a little bit of a weak point yeah yeah exactly it, it's like if you don't perfectly lock that sliding door then you're not and you, and you end up having two of them by the way keep in mind that you have one on the on the actual tablet itself and then there's the one down at well, the because actual the one on the tablet does have the traditional uh, like floppy uh, mm-hmm. locking port cover as opposed it's to the sliding, sliding. the sliding one d- d- doesn't look as as sort of uh dust and water secure to me that and i think that's why they the way the way the gentleman explained it to me um it's basically that there was a more more water dust resistant one um and, and i'm not going to explain the 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 example he gave me because it was a little bit uh 
it's a little bit gory. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> he, he said that was the reasoning why that one was more maybe suited for EMTs. Let's just say that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe he was just worried that if he gave you that one, that you and Omar would have like taken it swimming or something like that. I dude, I, we would definitely take it out. Like I wanted to do, <laughs> uh, I totally would have loved to do like a five foot drop test with it. Uh, and just to see if any panels come off. What, uh, you know, I, I asked him and, and I, I, I want you to follow up too. And I want the yeah. two of us to do like a Mr. Rogers virtual field trip. Um, when, when I, the last time I went to Shenzhen, I got to see an OPPO manufacturing facility and you get to see their QA testing where it's just yep. dozens of machines taking individual phones and like, here's how we test against flex damage in your pocket. And here's how we drop dozens of phones off the assembly line in different orientations. And here's our giant tumbler. It looks like a bingo a ball like tumbler and they just throw phones Huawei, Huawei, Huawei had a very similar uh, so I I visit I didn't visit Oppo when I was there I visited the uh, the Huawei right. factory and we saw so, the, uh, because Panasonic is making military grade devices you and me need to go see like a Panasonic manufacturing system yeah yes. that that needs I, to happen so I am, I'm I'm, I'm going to hit I'm him up I want you to hit him up and then We'll make I, I want to go like Mr. Rogers cardigan. You know, it's like that video. Here's how crayons are made. It's like, uh, here's how we uh, industrially test, you know, uh, and destroy dozens of tough books. Come as we explore the wonders of manufacturing. I need to see what that looks like. As we need, they, to, see, doing we need to see the field testing. Exactly. Well, because they were saying like, it's not even just a five foot drop that they, they take one unit as mm -hmm. their, as their baseline and drop it on every surface. Yeah. Before they have said we are 810G. In 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 most manufacturing, uh, it, it, to classify for 810G drop resistance, you just need to drop one device on oh, one okay. surface. And then you can take that device and put it away and get a new device, device. and drop it on another surface. And and for Panasonic, they're saying, no, 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 no. no. We all on one. Every single drop See, that, on that, that, every that, single edge. That's the level of testing that, you know, that tells you that exactly. Like I said, I mean, there are videos online of people driving their cars over older generation <laughs> tough books. This is seriously, if you've, if you've ever wanted to see, uh, you know, laptop attempts to try to destroy a laptop kind of video, just Google tough book. Just look, type in tough book and just go through the myriad. Um, I was I googled it last time when when I first got my hands on last year with the first uh, the the tough book that we had last year, and I was just absolutely surprised. And I even got some people reaching out to me later, and they're like, "Hey, um, if you're selling this, I'll be more than happy to buy off of you." And I'm like, "It's not mine. I it's not like we get to keep it. it yeah, not it, a tough book. And and also I'm like again, there's so many like I want it, I want it so bad. I I do want to keep it, but there's nothing I'm doing right now that warrants me rocking. There, 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 there could be that, that new channel that Juan Carlos, some, some gadget destruction guy. No, <laughs> the gadget porn channel. I've always been talking. Uh, totally. Destruction channel. I've been wanting to make. Um, no, it, it's, it's more like, I, I just think about when I was really doing a lot of field and location work. Um, like when I was a sound supervisor and we would, I, I, I did a, a, a Western and you know, like, I'm, I'm out there with boom mics and, and you were in Santa Clarita? team. I was where? I'm sorry. When you said Western, I always, always think of Santa Clarita in, in LA for Westerns because of, uh, the old towns that we have. 
Uh, no, we were actually a little a little further west of where we're living now. Oh, okay. there, there, it's you know, you know um if you go north of the vineyards mm-hmm. um by Malibu we okay. were up in the hills out there oh um, nice. anyways, um <laughs> shorts are incredibly long um the video village the the camera team had multiple people running memory cards running uh hard drives doing backups like if, if you're hired for sound on a low budget feature it's like you're it you're the one guy with like a, a bandolier of wireless labs and your boom mic. And maybe occasionally they'll give you a PA to hold the second boom mic, but it's all on you. And, yeah. and so at the time I was rocking an old ThinkPad, and it was like, that was like the most durable machine I had, which is pretty I, I, good for a ThinkPad. No, I, like yeah, yeah, no, ThinkPads are very durable. Exactly. But my ability to like run media was very, very limited the battery life on that old laptop was garbage. So I was constantly like, I've got to find power. I've got to back up this media. I've got to find power. I've got to pop in a new memory card. And it was all on me. And, and like, I'm walking around with this tough book going like, this thing would destroy that kind of use. It would be, it would be overkill for that. And I would still feel so much better about the capabilities of yeah. being able to work remote out in the field like that, especially just for the batteries. Yeah. Like I'd buy, no, I'd buy, another two or three individual batteries have them all keep charged. them charged up and you just keep swapping it and you keep going and and it, it's that's oh, the beauty that's of it. So good. It, it absolutely no no I, I i agree and and i think one of those things uh let's let's try to see if we can make the the factory uh, a reality and uh i'm gonna start I'm bugging gonna... him i need you to back me up like no no, no you, you want to do it. this you you need to let us Give it us, give us us now. We want Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> got the golden ticket. We found it inside of our tough book. It's there. Um, to answer, um, Aditya, <laughs> uh, Aditya is having a question real quick. He's saying, basically, how many tough books do you think that they manufacture in the range? Do you think it's like around 10,000 or so? Uh, I'd I would say hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, yeah. Because I think it sense to me. when you when you think of deployments for for fleets, just think think of it in the fleet uh, style, like for law enforcement, for different departments, and so on. And that's they're really their main customers are those. Uh, they're not buying it for ten thousand. You know, they're buying it for cities. They're buying it for for areas, and they're deploying it. And um, the the deployment process that they go through also takes a long time. It's and that's one of the one of the other factors they put in into their development cycle for their hardware. Is that's why you don't see a new book every year we're not going to see a 33 updated in 2022 no. uh, it's because realistically the device that they just announced now will take about six to eight months before it gets qa'd and processed through some of the some of these companies to get you know officially licensed as their hardware to use if they're going to deploy it and that process takes time so to to juan's comment is yeah between a hundred thousands, if not more, depending on the on the industry that they're feeding into it. Uh, plus, it's customizable. You got to remember they they have different SKUs, different configurations, different needs. Um, I think our models with a 512, uh, 16 gig i5s. They have uh, an i7 core and with the V Pro processors, uh, up to one terabyte and thirty two gigs of internal uh, of, of RAM. Which I still think thirty. I mean, sixteen is is good. It's way more than most people need. Um, to be able to go up to 32, think about future proofing. That, they're really thinking well, of that. That that was actually kind of an exciting upgrade because this is. I mean, it's if if you've been in gaming laptop land. Oh yeah, no, was no, it I, was it ninth gen Intel that we finally started getting core i7s and i9s that could support more than 16 gig? 
I want no, I, I want to say earlier. I, I, I want to say it was I, because I mean, like my my seven thousand series Intel capped at sixteen, and you were stuck there for a long time where it didn't matter. Uh, like if you were running the the hottest GPU, my um my uh, my core i my core i seven seven thousand series. Uh, you you only, were maxing the basically sixteen gig, yeah. Yeah, the the only options we had even on the those UH series processors were sixteen gig, and I because I'm running sixty four on my desktop right now. <laughs> like, well, no, 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 but it was on the the mobile UHs. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, the U series, uh, the they they never put in the the memory bus to get you above sixteen. Um, well, it, they didn't until, and I'm gonna have to look it up. But I want to say it was like the 88. Now I can't remember. But anyway, it's actually been fairly recent. Um, we've had it for a couple of years. And if you were on a gaming laptop or a mobile workstation, you could go to town. 32, 64, configurable. It's awesome. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is actually kind of a big jump for Panasonic. The last 33 was on that older chipset, that older memory bus. 16 would have been your max. And it probably would have started off in a configuration with 8. 8 um, with so a 16 as is, an upgrade. So now this is this is uh, a, a, a welcome entry into the 21st century of computing for for the military and for first responders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, and obviously, uh, I, I think a lot of us didn't really get it mentioned. Uh, it's touch responsive and it also supports a QHD resolution. Uh, so it, it not only it's, it's a good display, it's a high quality display with pen input and touch input. So literally it, it was there was nothing really I could think of realistically that would stop me from being able to make this like a daily workstation kind of a thing to take it out and work with it. Um, my hope is that if we're able to go back, uh, you know, to once we do not, if when, once we go back into actually doing things outdoors, uh, maybe, maybe we can reach out to them and see if we can uh, test it out and, you know, do that field field trip over and check out their factory. <laughs> Walk I'm, out with I'm, oh, I'm going to be so annoying. Uh, <laughs> I, like they're, they're, they're never going to hear the end of me. And uh, uh It'll be one of those. Uh, but uh, speaking of one of the one of the other thing I wanted to actually check with you though is we didn't get a chance to talk about it yet. But uh, what Uh-oh. what how no 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 not bad news. I actually wanted to talk about what's the best of your week, bro. What's been going oh. on? Well, I mean I, the 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 teases. I mean, obviously, we were both sort of under that crunch of being on embargo. Uh, oh, absolutely. So that was definitely. Uh, um, a, a, a big part of that there too. Um, the Canon 7D video is live on the Patreon. So that's nice. going to go out tomorrow afternoon or Saturday, depending on kind of just timing and stuff. And it was kind of a fun look back because I even dredged up a bunch of old clips from like movies you may have missed and some of the photography I used to do for events. And like, like oh, I used to hop with a bunch of famous people. Like <laughs> just like this photo I took of Werner Herzog because I went to one of his documentary premieres and and like I went to a, a concert, uh, a, an acoustic set, Chris Cornell, and I got this amazing shot of him wrapping up the uh the the um the the performance and so um that that really like was was sort of the the trip down memory lane video that i kind of needed after playing with the a7s3 and just what i'm going to do for my photography and just i need to take these things out of the office more and actually shoot with them like they can't just be my youtube video production tools i I need to find the kind of soul of my photography again because I, I, I used to uh, I used to push these things a lot harder. So that, that was that was definitely like kind of the highlight for me. 
was mm-hmm. just going back through my archives. And you're like, oh, I've got some stuff in here that's oh, I went to the 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 Thor two premiere and I was on the red carpet. Um it's like one of the influencers with like the Skype team, and you're like, oh well, I've got this like this amazing shot of Chris Hemsworth. Like he was right there, and, and you know, like <laughs> and like it, it, he just looking larger than life. And I took that photo, and this is amazing. So um, it, it it um yeah, I, it, it's not going to be a huge video on my channel, but it was it's one of those like storyteller moments that just I kind of it's it's a good video regardless if it whatever performance it does or it doesn't do. I feel like it's a video that I would watch just to be able to feel that nostalgic effect, see excitement, the excitement that you feel when you're doing the video. That I think there's a big part of us like we we really don't realize that a big part of what people do follow you on or watch your content is because of that connection they feel to you, the creator, right. your point of view, your prefer- your preferences. And, you know, like when you ran that, that blind uh, picture test on, uh, on your, you know, <laughs> your SDGQA kind of thing. Those are the things that's, that's what people love about it. That's the community that lives around, you know, yeah, some sure. gadget guy. So uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I got the notification on on the Patreon side, uh, but yeah, I will definitely. I've, I've also been trying to get into that because, like, uh, I've been having issues. So uh, the the Patreon is is its own thing, and yeah. it's always been a weird platform. Like notifications on comments get weird, or messages. Like mm-hmm. I'll go through and like see, like, oh, someone just sent me a message. Oh, I've got like five unread messages here, and why didn't I get any notifications on these? Um, the, uh, the other thing that was sort of the worst of my week, but is now starting to become something that I, it's just more empowering was Mm -hmm. the discovery of how poorly YouTube has been putting in ad blocks on my videos. And so I, I I had to write it up. I, I did like a little series of tweets. I did a production diary on the Patreon. If you want like kind of a deeper explanation of what was going on and why I was so upset, Mm -hmm. but yeah, years years of videos where Google was waiting the scene transition, the fade out transition that I do in the last 20 seconds of every video so that I can do my end card and like, you know, my call to action subscribe. And there's some other recommended videos for you to watch almost with perfect consistency. That's where YouTube would put an ad block on my videos. So the algorithm so, recognizes that transition as a pause or a natural which is pause. In the, the worst place to put an ad block. I do a pre-roll, like say there's a pre-roll, a pre-roll ad. Sometimes YouTube will stitch on like a post-roll ad. Mm-hmm. So no one's watching, or I should say very, very few people are watching to the completion of every single video. It's just normal human behavior. You're kind of skipping off onto the next video. So my stats with YouTube look bad because people aren't going to watch to the last 20 seconds to get to that ad. Mm -hmm. So I I look less profitable to YouTube's algorithm because like, oh, well, they're not watching to where we're putting this ad break. If people do, then it's going to interrupt my last call to action where I might recommend another video or get them to subscribe. Because they're so going to have to it, wait for that like and they may click, click away from it by that point. Yep. And if I'm putting those up there, then YouTube's also going to say like, well, look, they're not clicking on any of the cards. They're not clicking on any of his end card stuff. People don't want to watch more of his videos. He looks less popular. YouTube algorithm. It, it, it seems like every time I dig in just a little deeper on stuff that I feel like this should be easy autopilot stuff for an mm-hmm. advertising company like Google to figure out. 
I am consistently and horrifically disappointed in how stupid those decisions are. So if I upload a two hour podcast, mm -hmm. YouTube will almost with perfect consistency, put two ad blocks in the first four minutes and then nothing else. I, I've noticed two that hours on, of uh, content. On, on, on ours. Yeah. On the, yeah. on the show. Yep. Let's try and piss off anyone who might watch in the first four minutes. If it's, if it's a regular produced video, let's put the ad block in the last 20 seconds. Yeah, like there, there, there is no, <laughs> there, there is, there, well, no, that's just it. It's like, it's with perfect consistency. So it's by some internal design. The algorithm is completely misjudging like what, what, what the, uh, the viewer behavior might be. And, and they are with, with almost perfect consistency and regularity, choosing the exact strategies that mm -hmm. would piss people off while watching my videos. It, it's I like, can, not only, uh, not only is Google trying to make my channel fail, it's like my, my trust in them to, to position ads <laughs> as an advertising company. Um, I, I was basically helping YouTube make my channel less watchable. And I think I saw somewhere where you commented, I, I think it was on Twitter where you said you need to, you started actually dictating where the ad block. So you have to manually force where the ad is so that it doesn't automatically generate it at the end. I think yeah. I, it wasn't that one of the, yeah. Um, yeah so and, it becomes another thing that I have to manage manually, like as, as in, you're updating in every, Upgrade. in every minute of my life that is spent babysitting the dumbest stuff on YouTube just to try and present my content in the way that I feel is most appropriate. Here's yet another thing that I've got to take control of. So at least the good thing that came out of that was, was a really wonderful conversation on the Patreon. Adam Dowd um, dropped a comment that like, that kind of tilted my whole worldview three degrees on a potential mm -hmm. content strategy. So hopefully we can get that going next month. Um, just, just like, what came from it and the discussion that came from it. And then the other content creators that I reached out to and said like, Hey, you might want to just check. And, uh, Ricky, um, the YouTube tech guy is like, oh, yeah, yeah I I'm putting out 20 minute videos and they're putting in an ad break in like the last minute. What the heck? And you're like, it doesn't make any sense to put it there. But if you don't babysit this stuff to, to like the nitpickiest degree, you can almost now perfectly count on YouTube doing this wrong for you i i so based on what you said also i actually ended up doing uh doing that on myself on my videos so now as i go yeah. through i don't just uh let things be on autopilot i specifically uh mark my yeah you have to go in there because it doesn't even show it to you like when you go in if you have it on auto uh it doesn't tell you where the ad break is and almost like it moves at some point, but yeah. you'd have to you'd have to literally watch the video from a separate account to get the get to get the ads come up, and then you can see the yellow little yellow indicator telling you where the ad is going to be based on where. But on on the live streams uh, on the Saturday morning with tech, when I look at the, some of the replays, yeah, uh, all of the ads are front loaded. Like seriously, like within the first, like you could see the yeah, bar in the first five longer. Minutes, yeah, it's in it's within the first five and. That that could it, that could irritate a few people. I mean, I exactly. They, they get you know they already it have to go through ads to irritate people. Yeah, like that's just it. I mean, like it, it, it's almost like Google has an algorithm built to piss people off for middle sized channels. Yeah, I, I mean, like it almost feels by design. And so I went back through every single video that was eligible for ads up until I left my personal channel to work at Pocket Now. Mm -hmm. And it is 
with shocking regularity. There, there isn't any other place that Google would list where ad breaks were going. It was always in the last 20 to 30 seconds of every video I made based on that one fade, that one transition that I've been using just to kind of cap. By the way, in the comments is saying you need a new fade. You need a new transition. I, no, I, I, I need all kinds of stuff like that. You know what will help is if my videos are more appropriately monetized so I can pay for those things <laughs> and do them well. You're telling me the vicious cycle just keeps going, right? He's like, but I need, I, I eat because I'm sad and I'm sad because I eat. Yes. So. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. Um, so, so again, I'm, I, whether or not it really does lead to any better success on YouTube, um, we, we were talking offline. I like, I wanted to be doing more longer term follow-ups. I can't trust yeah. that content on YouTube. I just can't. There's a strategy that I want to employ for publishing those and then still making them accessible, but not in a way that's going to tank my channel metrics yeah. on YouTube. So again, it, it's, um, it, it's some, some stuff that I am excited about that, that actually did kind of help cap the rest of this week. The, the best of my week was it, it took an entire day of waiting through YouTube backend monetization SEO garbage to finally get to something where I feel like I can now sort of move forward. And I haven't mm -hmm. felt that way for a while. I, I feel like I've just been this uphill slog fighting YouTube every step of the way. And now I finally think I've got a couple pieces that with a little bit more time, I can now move forward and actually do some cool stuff. That's uh, I, so I wish you the best of luck on that one as well. <laughs> I, 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 it's not going to be I, easy, but I at least no, I think I've got the strategy. <laughs> I, 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 my hope is that essentially that the strategy works, and I'm also hoping that the rules don't change mid, 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 mid path of applying the strategy because yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll detail it. I mean, one of, one of the things is is literally taking this out of YouTube's hands. Um, yeah. So I want to do these longer term phone follow ups. They're going to be super casual videos, just mostly talking to camera, almost no cutaways or B roll. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really trying to keep these casual podcasty uh, engaged conversations. And so um, if I do any variant of that on on YouTube, my watch time will plummet because mm -hmm. they'll be longer form videos and they won't be as slickly produced. There's no way to do it. And so what Adam pointed out was like, why not make them sort of uh, one month exclusives on the Patreon okay. and then just open them up as unlisted videos, but public on the Patreon. Oh, and okay. none of that is going to mess up my main YouTube channel channel stats. But if you go to patreon.com slash some gadget guy, there's going to be some free content that you can check out. And if you want to watch it more currently, you know, you a buck. Yeah. Fuck. So, so again, I mean, like that, that right there, I mean, what Adam pointed out right there is just like a way to kind of compartmentalize. It's mm -hmm. out of YouTube's hands. YouTube does not have control over my destiny for this content. I'm not going to be shamed when I go to my dashboard. Oh, your watch time was down. Little red arrow for you. You should make more trending topics videos. I... That's how you get popular and successful on, on our platforms. Screw that. <laughs> I get to control and I still get to use their servers. Uh, to help distribute that video content. <laughs> and and I win. This is better for me. It's better for the audience on Patreon. It's better for people that kind of are interested in this because we know it's a smaller community of people that really do kind of like to dig yep. in longer term. 
great. Win, 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 win. I mean, literally, like, there's no downside that I can foresee. And none of it's really going to mess up, you know, like sort of the more trendy videos that I'm trying to put out, too. And I would love to be able to support it in any shape, way, or form. Of course, I I'm looking forward to seeing some of those long term videos. It's um, gonna be good. And, uh, and I and I like no. This is the fun thing. It's if you're enjoying making the content, it gets to be fun. Um, and the fact that we get a chance to check out also some long term, you know, like like the canon. That that's something that you know almost nobody would probably go back and want to review it. And it's nice to see. Uh, you know, seeing some updates on devices that, you know, been out for a while, you know, are they still, you know, can they boot Android that I'm always wondering, you know, what kind of sharp material are they going to be made from or right. whatever, you know, you remember when, when phones used to be made out of like rusted rebar and yeah, like bent I, up I, razor blades, the, the, the rebar one. Yeah. I remember yes, that one. The rebar <laughs> one. That was a terrible phone design. That was the it was. worst phone design. Definitely. And, uh, but it was a great grenade, uh, you know, in case you're playing right. Call of Duty. Right. Right. If you disliked young children, that was the best product to like hand yep. to a child or throw at a kid at the park. And yeah, let, let alone boot Android. And, and like um, in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make the rebarb one, uh, a, a rebarb one, a, a, a thing of the past. Let's just keep it in the past. Um, for, sure. for me, this week has been a little bit. So I, I was very excited as well with, with the, uh, with the top book 33. That was also a big thing. Um, the I was we finally so the big big best of my week this week was the fact that I was able to solidify the the agreement with Sony on on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really stoked so, for you. So it is I, such a good fit to to be chatting with Sony on something like that. And 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 it was just like and the biggest thing that I I like you know, I mean so for for everybody listening to this the biggest big piece about this that I was very happy about is when I first when they first reached out to me I said are you reaching out to me as XDA or are you reaching out to me as TK? Because if you guys don't know, there was, I, I started talking to Sony through XDA, but uh, this was, no, this was totally TK. The the guy that, that, you know, uses an A7S three as his camera, that podcast that, that that uses Sony. I mean, and and if you, because you haven't, once you got one, one of these days when I have you over in the, in the office, um, I'm actually Sony everything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I didn't re- I wasn't an intention, but it like, just up camera, on it, like <laughs> small, like I, I consistently keep looking for ways to augment and, and make things better. So short answer, um, they reached out, we worked out a deal and um, I, I get to play with this guy for two weeks extra that I didn't have the first time um, with, a, with an actual retail unit. So that was the other part. So next week, I want to focus on a few videos focusing on the Xperia Pro, talking about it. And then I also want to kind of talk up the event. I want to see how many people would be interested to check it out. I mean, they're putting a really nice prize, if anything, that like just sweetened the pot there. If you've ever considered it, if you're looking to maybe potentially a chance of winning this, check it out. It's a free event. Or, or um, don't. I mean, if I, I win it, that's probably better for everybody. You know. I see how see, he's narrowing it down. Um, but I, I, what I, saw I need is a fourth camera system in my office right now. So you need you need that you need that 45. You need you have the main, the top, and then you you got the angle. <laughs> right there. It's, it's what it is. The Sony, uh, the uh, the Alpha A one. Uh, so short answer is I I would I, I wish this was an in person thing because I would love to be able to go up and maybe hold the camera and see maybe take some pictures with it just kind of get the feel of what the camera. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so it's all online. It's going to be exciting, and um, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it, of course, next week. But uh, as as we're getting closer to the event, so um, um, do you know who you're doing your 
um, uh, your your workshop with? Are you going to be with another creator or? No. Uh, so I'm going to be with one of their technical, te- uh, one of their techs. So there's going to okay. be a technical person that's going to be with me, uh, working with me on some of the more detailed technical questions if we need to get into those. But it's mostly my understanding, at least uh, the intention is to do basically a hands-on and a feature walkthrough of what makes the Xperia Pro a pro. Nice. Why, why is this a tool that a professional should look into? Uh, and how does this augment any other, the, any any of the, obviously, any, how does this augment using a, an A7S III, an A7 III, or even any of the other alpha cameras that Sony has to offer? So, um, but I feel like the biggest part for me here is the in, the influence of the alpha team over the camera sensor setup on the back, which mm-hmm. we didn't get to see with the original Xperia. The Xperia, the Xperia 1 was... Um, very much more focused on the display panel. The cameras were, I felt like, weren't necessarily the biggest driver part. The fingerprint sensor was a little bit slower than most of the ones. It got better with Android 10. Um, so when we went over to the Xperia One Mark II, which this little guy is based on, um, it it truly has the benefit of the Alpha team. So it's it was it was a perfect uh, combination. So when when she said, uh, you know, we're it's part of the Alpha stuff, I'm like, absolutely. This this is a this is alpha through and through, with the exception of the front-facing camera. Oh, for sure. Or maybe including the front-facing camera. It's an alpha through and through. Well, yeah, because it's 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 probably a better front-facing camera on the Xperia than you would get on an alpha. <laughs> exactly, because there isn't. There isn't one. No, so. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I know. I, um, I, the, the other person I would, I, would, I would shout out, so everyone needs to catch your, your – I mean, as soon as you've got times, please, like, start sharing them so that we know when to set aside your, your workshop. Um, uh, someone who I very much enjoyed at that Sammy cameras, Sony mm-hmm. event, um, Miguel Quiles, uh, did this okay. incredible workshop on single lighting, uh, portraiture. Okay. So like in, in any kind of lighting condition, like, or, and I'm sorry, in any type of shooting situation, like how you might be able to sort of, uh, one, light key, dramatically one, with, uh, one light, one light with, type with, of, uh, yeah. And, and again, just, just incredible work, but he's done a couple and uh, he's going to be doing um, his his workshop is uh, at three, one project, three devices, integrating the Alpha, the FX, and an Xperia into a single shoot is the name right. of his workshop. And his YouTube channel is great too. Um, I think he's about to break a hundred thousand subscribers, but he's like right. legit more pro photographer, less a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like his work too. Um, so I'll have stuff. to check him out. Yep, I'm. Like I said, I'm just happy to get my picture up there. <laughs> yeah, ninety percent well, of the way done. I, I don't. I mean, like again, if 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 you want to screen share me, hold on, I'll uh, I'll, I'll do this right here because I, I feel like you, you need you need this here. Come on, see. do it. There we go. Hey, hey, look at that guy. Look at that guy right there. Look at That's that guy. Look at that. Oh my God. When they put my picture up there, I was like, Oh my God. I, I sent this to everybody in my family. I am seriously in, there's no way to explain it. Giddy <laughs> to a certain, to many, on many levels. Looking um, real good. So, so again, I, you know, Miguel's down here. Um, definitely catch his workshops too, but this, this right here, a number one, that's like the, the you're like the lead presenter. You're like the first one. You're like the most. Important. Because I was the last person added. It looks like I'm, I'm the top. So yes, I'm going to be leading everybody. I That's think they correct. went alphabetical order, but that was the correct order. 
Yes, it is always. You start with the beard, <laughs> you go with the beard. If you notice, nobody else has a better beard. I mean, maybe the guy in the middle, Andy, I think was <laughs> Andy. Maybe, well, I mean, Andy's maybe got compared. like a good like, hey, I go outdoors a whole lot. I'm in the world. Um, Miguel Miguel has kind of like the same facial hair distribution that I've got where it's just <laughs> I'm too lazy to shave. <laughs> yeah. No, it it's a very exciting show uh and uh I'm I'm again very very excited and I'm um there's a couple so more good, meetings dude. going I'm on so there's stoked. like the prep meetings and stuff like that so like seriously this uh that was the biggest part and of course getting this guy back in the office was also very nice so uh this weekend definitely be going to be taking this guy out um uh, after the Saturday morning with tech show um and I need to kind of start pushing out some more videos I was actually very productive this week which is surprising I I don't typically I thought I thought this week was going to start off on the wrong foot because I didn't do anything on Monday and then Tuesday I was kind of a little bit late to kind of show up um and was it well, not Tuesday I think Wednesday I was your video for the tough book went up earlier than mine um <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that I had everything done in time but uh yeah so oh, that- it was a, it was such a gross scramble I mean I was like <laughs> editing and uploading at like midnight just oh I hate those I and, and especially embargoes that are that early in the morning, which because you typically don't have a lot a lot of time with the hardware to start with, and mm-hmm. to get everything done at the right level and get everything all the B roll all the pieces that you want and all of that, uh, yeah, it ends up literally being and um, it's even worse for me when I try to do some of these uh, events that are embargoed with uh, like Xiaomi devices. Yeah, their embargoes yeah. are like five a.m., four thirty. You basically, in the morning. just lose a whole day. It's, it's like one whole extra day is, is just gone. It's it's one of those where I usually just say good night. I kiss my wife and my son, put them to sleep, and I boom, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, just it, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, uh, we need we need an eight K we need eight K cameras for TK's beard, because <laughs> I absolutely if I get that eight uh, that, that that new Sony the Alpha A one, yeah, yeah, I'll produce eight K. I'll I'll just do eight K everything now. I mean, as soon as I switch over to Sony, to me, it's not going to be 8K. It's like I'm going to start shooting all my videos 4K 120. Oh, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna spoil people. You're gonna basically like ah. Oh. I, I just I want, want it, this I want to be as obnoxiously liquidy as I can possibly make it, because again, it's like it drives me nuts when I'm like, oh, look at how fluid this this you know high refresh rate display is on this 24 frame per second video that I've shot that looks so cinematic. No, 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 no. I, I want to show you like literally every frame drop that this thing might struggle with. And so the only way to do that is to shoot 120. It's going to happen. And we'll, it, it'll be shortly uh, right, 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 right after that, you'll be basically upgrading your PC to handle the hundred, the 4k 120 processing power. Yeah, I bet you, you know, cause I, I, I do, uh, like the main videos 4k 60 i bet I you yeah it, it, it probably isn't going to be that that much more overhead i mean the the render times will probably double oh I, yeah no I, i'm not even talking render time. I'm, I'm talking time. scrubbing editing uh you know start yeah, work, the workflow on the timeline that's mostly what i was referring and, to and i am I, still on a 2080 so that that might actually start cooking my graphics card but i i bet you i bet you i could I bet you it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, should be fine. I think, <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Let, let's get you winning the camera and then we'll talk more. Done. 
I mean, as long as we're all decided that I'm winning the camera. I mean, I feel like that's the most important part. Oh, the decision can, yeah, we, we've made the decision, like, I think about an hour and a half ago. Uh, I, <laughs> my, my, well, now we just need to will it into existence. <laughs> you know, uh, decisions, decisions. It's, the, it's, it's uh, what is it, the, the secret? You're, you, know, you just put your positive you to, thoughts you out into keep, the universe. You make it happen, man. It's gonna make it great. happen. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning and they'll be like, Juan, we don't even have, we don't need you at the show. You got the camera. Like we decided to just send it to you early. Congratulations. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, so th that was, I, I mean, I hope you guys found some of our subjects today. Um, I would say interesting, entertaining. Uh, again, today landing on the, the, the landing of uh, the Rover on Mars was such a big event so cool. uh, to, to even just basically be part of. And uh, like I said, for me, the big part about this is I actually took my son to the show at JPL. Nice. So he saw the big presentation. He knows he knows what the rover's trying to do, all the sample returns and all of that good stuff. So to me, it's it's just crazy to imagine that, you know, um, he has some part of his some part of memory in him, in him that reminds him that he was on the lab where this hardware was built and then he got to see it land and it's all over the news. So that's cool. Total bonus points on my end. I, I totally did it right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say thanks to everybody. Hope you guys are doing great. I I, I really hope you guys are, are having a great time. Thank you for hanging out with us this late. Um, you know, second episode, actually not bad. Not bad. We actually have graphics now, which which doing great. Big, big, nice. You guys, hopefully, well, did I, did we have the logo last week? We did. We did. We got the logo right before the show. What, what, what we got this week was the, the intro timer. The, the intro timer that we got in there and we're, we're getting kind of settled in our own. Oh, and speaking of which, the audio podcast is up, my friends. Uh, I, let me see if I have the link opened up. I wanted to share the screen. Oh, I think I might have closed my window. Hold on. If you go to, um, <laughs> it's not the best URL, best-of-our-week.pinecast.co. Um, so you could, not, you, you could, I'm just going to say, like, you couldn't have done perfect, it. Right. But... Oh, and I grab it here. It is, and boom, boom, boom. Here we are. So, it. I think I got it. So here we have episode nine, yeah. episode one, and then hopefully we'll have our episode ten coming out very soon. Uh, so if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, we are official. We are there. We are listed. <laughs> yep. I mean this uh, this needs this needs a little sprucing, but we're we're on it, and uh, oh, sure. this should start showing up in uh, your favorite podcast catching services. So uh, coming to an to, a, to an iPod near you. And I'm just kidding. Uh, are, did they make iPods? No. They they made them a few years ago. Uh, so with that being said, I I, I want to say. Uh, Thank you for everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you to Aditya Vasikos, uh, of course, um, Gary the Fireman, EI 1980, uh, Sabah uh Gary the Fireman, of course, uh, and uh, everybody is everybody hanging out with us. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, but for the most part, I want to say again, thank you for the support. And uh, actually, we're getting us to about like 72 subscribers. I'm surprised. Who knew people like to listen to us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Late, late on Thursday nights. Uh, but with that being said, be safe, uh, take care, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on another episode of the best of our week. Uh, it will be episode 11 uh, with a, a little bit of a prequel to my show on Sunday on B Alpha. So yeah, it's going to be <laughs> take good. Care. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Bam.